You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? It is episode number 26 today, and it is great to have you on board. We are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Always love to do this show, talk some Minnesota wild hockey. And I um, thank those of you that may be joining and listening in from the Minnesota Wild Hockey Podcast. You're also listeners of that. Thank you for hopping on board for possibly a more objective approach not toting the company line is there's a little bit of unhappiness going on at least for my part and i'm sure a lot of fans out there and you'd like to hear a little more honest approach rather than the kumbaya approach also i've noticed uh some people that are subscribed to calgary puck are also listening so those of you out there that may be from calgary hey thank you for joining very cool to have you on board i know you're a division rival but i i love your team i do and i like the logo even more i you know like the calgary flames so that's a shout out to you out there that may be listening from Calgary, Alberta, and the surrounding area. All right. Well, as I mentioned, we're available on thesportstuff.com. That is the flagship website for the show. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that. That is how you can sign up for our message boards. And um, when you do, there's a little referral bar. Type in Paladino Live, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O, and then Live. Two separate words. That mentions me as referral. So that just mentions I brought you on over. As we would like to have as many hockey fans as possible, we need more out there. So the message boards talk about, you know, everything. Basically, everything regarding sports. There's an NBA section, obviously all the teams, all, of course, NHL section, NFL, Major League Baseball, video games, and so many other things. So, you know, you really should hop on board. It's more than worth it. And one thing that some people out there may be um, worried about is, you know, this this thought kind of came to my head. You know, I probably should have mentioned this in the past. But some of you might be, you know, slow to join a message board because historically a lot of message boards, people think they're real tough because they're not seeing you face-to-face, and there's a lot of rude people on message boards. Not the case on thesportstuff.com. We have a lot of really, really friendly people, so we'd like to have you on board. So I just I just thought I'd get that off my chest. And also one final warning, I might be uh, in the very, very near future a, uh, my schedule might be getting a little more busy for at least the month of November because I go through lawn cleanups. As uh, My second job is through lawn service, so might not be available to do uh, a show every single week. Might have to do it every other week, or I might even have a three-week hiatus. Well, so just letting you know, I've not quit the show. I will not quit this show. So um, just letting you know what the deal might be. So there you go. One final quick thing, minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. 
a nice Minnesota Wild website. Do check it out. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild on their page. All right, well, we're going to review the games today. The most recent games, three games, all losses. Also, Miko Koivu finally named the captain. One month into the year, we finally have a real full-time captain. So we'll get into that right after this. Here on the sportsstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, along with the new Purple People Eaters, the Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. We'll bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is. And we are back on Brave the Wild, episode number 26, a reminder for iPod users, along with MP3 users, Microsoft Zoo, and all that good stuff. All right, thanks for joining. Apologize for the long intro, just a lot to get to, including that lawn service stuff. And one really quick thing, we do have a voicemail line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. That is how you can be a part of this show, and you'll hear your voice with mine. Treat it as a voicemail, mention which show you are calling in. Brave the Wild and your name and town and uh, opine, basically. Not to copy Bill O'Reilly, but that's basically what's going on, so please do that. All right, Minnesota Wild Hockey, as I ramble and ramble and ramble, right? Oh, goody, what a fun, fun schedule this has been in month of October. There's a lot of red, not much green. There's one green. The Wild defeated the Anaheim Mighty Ducks on October the 6th, and ladies and gentlemen, the Wild are 1-6. and six. One and six in last place in the Northwest Division in the Western Conference. It has not been a pretty season at all for our Minnesota Wild. And, uh, well, we better just get to it, get on with it, right? A very, very competitive game on October the 14th at Anaheim. Very competitive game, actually. But then again, not quite as competitive as the score might indicate. Um, Corey Perry had two goals in the game for the Anaheim Ducks. Made it 2 to nothing. as yet again the Wild off to a very poor start. Very poor start. Just 1 minute 41 seconds into the game, Corey Perry gets his third goal of the year. And a mere 7 minutes later, Corey Perry with his fourth goal of the year. 2 nothing Anaheim, not even halfway through the first period. And this has just been the story of the season for the Minnesota Wild. As uh, It really wasn't a competitive game until the third period. Minnesota Wild made it much more interesting there. As Ryan Carter, late in the second period, there's a lot of back and forth pretty much in that second period, makes it 3-0. Luckily, though, less than a minute later, yeah, about a minute later, Eric Belanger, Belanger, with his second goal of the year, Mr. Mr. Faceoff King, or, well, now the Prince, possibly behind Kyle Brodziak, second goal of the year was unassisted. It was a pretty good play, Eric Belanger getting a turnover, and forcing a turnover and putting that one in, and it's 3-1, to one, so it's like, oh, at least we're not completely dead. But the Wild made it fairly interesting. I mean, the shots on goal were fairly impressive for the Minnesota Wild. Is That's been a big thing with the Wild this season. Especially in that second period, actually, is when the Wild really stepped it up. They had 18 shots on goal. The shots on goal is way higher this year than the last several years. But the wins, the wins just aren't there at all. They're just not there. And uh, right now, I... Uh, <laughs> The whole talk about us being a playoff team this year, the fans should expect to be in the playoffs. I don't know. I really don't know, folks. I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all right now. The production just isn't there. 
sure there's more shots on goal, but these poor starts are ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Both teams are 0 for 4 in the power play. Anaheim won the shots on goal battle 35 to 34. The Wild were the only team to score in the third period. 50 seconds or 10 seconds to go. Brunette made it slightly interesting with his fourth goal of the year. So Bruno actually is having a pretty darn good season, to be honest with you. Braziak and Belanger. It's faced off Kings right there. Is obviously you need those guys on the ice. And, of course, Andrew Brunette, who is a very, very clutch goal scorer late in games, you know, over his entire career. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good line. I mean, Todd Richards is good at selecting lines. It's just, uh, as I've said numerous times, the talent just doesn't appear to be there yet. And, of course, a whole new coach, a whole new scheme, and you got, mm, you know, most of the same players back. I mean, there's been some significant changes, yet it's not like a complete overhaul. It takes a couple of years to do that. Um, not everybody really probably fits into this scheme yet. There was even talk that Eric Belanger could be on his way out, whereas Kyle Brozniak has been fairly darn productive for this team along the way. And, uh, of course, he is a Todd Richards favorite. But, uh, yeah, just another game where the Wild just, they just did not, you know, you just knew they weren't going to win this game pretty much from the get-go. Made it slightly more interesting later. And, of course, especially during that second period with 18 shots on goal. But how many goals did they score in that second period? One. And it was fairly late in the second period. So that's pretty much the story there. Anaheim winning the face-off battle 28-23. to Overall, not the most interesting game, as I was kind of almost in and out of it, basically. I mean, I was it was on the whole time, and I was I was watching it for the most part, but I would get distracted because it's just, this team, I don't know what they're doing, man. I'm really beginning to wonder what's going on, and didn't, didn't really, I mean, you know they would struggle a little bit with a new scheme and everything, and it probably wouldn't work out that great right away, but I don't know. There's, something's just, something just doesn't seem right about this team right now. It really doesn't. Now we get into the next game. We can get off that nasty-ass game. <laughs> Forgive my French there. Friday the 16th, the Minnesota Wild travel to Anaheim. As It's been uh, really the toughest thing, partially, is, yeah, I mean, the last five, the five games in a row are on the road. It's a pretty tough schedule, really, but, I mean, still, to lose every single one of them. Yeah, see, L.A. lost, San Jose lost, Anaheim lost, Edmonton lost, and, of course, the final game where we'll talk about Vancouver lost. Now, I understand some of you are going to come at me saying, yeah, it's kind of difficult when you start on the road. Your first six of your first seven games are on the road. As praise the Lord, the Minnesota Wild play at home tonight on the uh, 21st of October, Wednesday the 21st of October, 2009. I'm not sure if I mentioned the date earlier, so there's that. Excuse me. A little bit goofball there on my part. It's just raining out what do you expect. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, you they could have won something here. I mean, you, you, losing every single one of them is ridiculous. By the way, though, the Edmonton Oilers is, of course, watching this game. That was a... As much as I'm not a fan of the Oilers, because, you know, they're just a... They're a pain-in-the-butt team, to you know, for the Minnesota Wild over the years. Is First of all, the Oilers won, was it the first 12 games? or was It was either 12 or 16 games. It was a 12-0 or 16-0 for the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh... The Wild finally broke through. Was it in that great 0-2-0-3 season? They finally won a game against them, and then the Wild had some success. And now it's just—I think it's shifting back to Edmonton, as you could kind of feel that happening late last or mid last season when uh, Dwayne Rolson had that awesome game against the Wild in that third period when the Wild came at him like crazy, but he stopped every single shot. 
and the Oilers won, was it 2-1. to one. It was a very well-played game by the good old Dwayne Rolison. There's another Minnesota Wild connection here. Patrick O'Sullivan is now a member of the Edmonton Oilers, so he's traded from the uh, Los Angeles Kings over to the Oilers, and Nikolai Habibulin, also the Bulin Wall, the goalie for the Edmonton Oilers. And Josh Harding was the goalie for the Minnesota Wild on this night, and it was like, hmm, uh-oh. It was like, uh-oh, I hope we don't lose this one. Josh Harding was so good last year, yet his win-loss record was atrocious, right? I mean, it was horrendous, man. But <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this, man. I really am beginning to wonder what the deal is with Mr. Josh Harding this season. Because both of his starts this year, he has given up five goals. The Edmonton Oilers win 5-2 to two in this game. It's just the same old story. I mean, the Oilers with Hobby Bullen... Of course, Dwayne Rollison, a great goalie, but 40 years old. I mean, sooner or later, you got to move on. And believe it or not, in that uh, the first period, things looked actually pretty good for Josh Harding and Kabi uh, Bulin. I mean, I mean, you know, Hobby Bulin is a, a very, very good goalie over his career. That's why he was called the Bulin Wall, right? And Josh Harding actually looked okay, but, of course, <laughs> Edmonton Oilers only mustered 19 shots on goal in this game. The first period, though, I mean, yeah, it was 0-0, zero to zero, that's the good part, but the bad part, Wild only got five shots in goal. Edmonton only got four. So it's like, well, no wonder it's 0-0, zero, zero, right? I mean, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> so that's pretty much the story of the first period. Pretty much, It was kind of typical Minnesota versus Edmonton. It looked like Jacques Lemaire was the coach again in that first period. You know, Minnesota versus Edmonton over the years has been like that, like 0-0. Zero, zero. There's been a lot of like one nothing, 2 nothing games. With the Edmonton Oilers, of course, 2-1. to one. That's a very famous one right there. So that's pretty much all she wrote with that first period. Well, who outshot the other in the second period, folks? Who outshot the other? Minnesota outshot Edmonton 15-7, to seven, so the Wild should be ahead, right? They should be. No, Edmonton scored, outscored the Wild 3-1. to one. It's just Josh Harding continues to struggle. Continues to struggle. Five goals allowed in this game. That's the second time, as, as mentioned, second time, five goals in two games, four, five goals apiece in, you know, in, e, you know, in each game for Josh Harding. Pardon my bad grammar there. Mike Comrie almost right away in that second period saying enough of this foolishness. We're going to start scoring on these guys regardless if they outshoot us, which the Wild did, or not. Third goal of the year for him, Dustin Penner, and, of course, Patrick O'Sullivan right back in. The box score is he always seems to show up there when the Wild play against him. Just like the stupid Pavel Dimitra. That's how the Wild got. Uh, that's how the Wild lost. Patrick O'Sullivan was dealing him away for Pavel Dimitra. Pavel Dimitra, who did nothing for this team. And uh, it just drove me nuts. He did something for the first two months. Patrick O'Sullivan moves on. He hasn't had an amazing career, but at least he's a lot younger and you never know. All right. 2 nothing Edmonton at that point. That was about midway through the game. Benoit Puglia. Benoit Puglia gets his first goal of the year. And it looked pretty good, actually. Looked pretty good to see that. Benoit Puglia, a talented player, but of course has been, you know, just has been to this point kind of slow slow to go. Doesn't really have the mental part of the game down. That's pretty much all you ever hear. Belanger showing up in that box score yet again. Eric Belanger having a nice start to the season. Is it the third year in a row, actually, Belanger's had a pretty good start to his season. Marek Zidlicki popping up here. He's off to a little bit slower start, but I think he'll have a very good year in the end. 
But unfortunately, right when you thought the Wild were back in this game, oh, about two minutes later, Gilbert Brühl makes it 3-1 to one in favor of the Edmonton Oilers, and that was Brule's third year, third goal of the season. And the frustration continues as that was only about 40 seconds to go in the uh, second period. You thought, can the Wild just get out of here down only by one, and then you never know. See what happens. Oh, goody. <laughs> Minnesota 1-4 or four on the power play. Edmonton 0-5. Oh, so the special team's looking pretty good early on here. Another a nice... You know, shut down Edmonton, perfect penalty kill, and then 25% on the power play? Eh, not bad. Because guess who scored on the power play goal? Andrew Brunette, fifth goal of the year. He is this year's Owen Nolan. As I think the way it's looking, Brunette might lead the team in goals this year. Unless Marjane Havlett wants to take that away from him. But, of course, Havlett's more of an assist guy than Gabrick was. So here we go again. The Wild make it 3-2. to two, And it's like, okay, cool. We still have a shot in this thing. Still have an outside shot. Miko Koivu and Zidlicki. So Zidlicki with two assists in this game. Koivu, not off to the hottest start I've ever seen, really. I mean, uh, he kind of tends to do that really, really early on. Koivu isn't always out of the gate, rocking and rolling. Brunette sure the heck wasn't last year, but this year he's really out of the gate, rocking and rolling. That's a, a good sign for a 36-year-old who underwent ACL surgery last April. Of course, you know, Andrew Brunette maybe my favorite player on the whole team right now, to be honest with you. But the, the captain, who it wasn't the captain at this point, <laughs> Miko Koivu, assisting there. Uh, oh, there's some hope here. It's like, here we go. The Wild outshooting Edmonton 11-8 to in that third period. A lot of, you know, they, were, they, had, they had a couple opportunities, not the greatest. But uh, Edmonton was the one that capitalized on their opportunities. And Harding just flat struggled. Dustin Penner with his second goal of the game, his fifth of the year. 12 minutes left to go, or excuse me, with 8 minutes left to go in the game. Dustin Penner puts that one in. It's 4-2, to two and it's like, ah, screw this. We're done. <laughs> We're done. As Gilbert Brule also with his second goal of the game. And that was all she wrote. Once it was 5-2, to two, it's like, this game's over. Pretty much about time to turn the TV off. The hell with this. Edmonton winning the face-off battle 31-25. to 25. So the Wilds starting to regress a little bit as they look really good in the face-offs early on. But, uh, boy, this road schedule for the Wild has not worked out even a little bit. I mean, you, you, you would hope they'd get at least one out of these six road games. They're still looking for that one, and they're hoping to get it <laughs> soon. They didn't get it in Vancouver. It was literally the same old story. As now we move right along here to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. It was a back-to-back, you know, back-to-back deal. Saturday the 17th of October. October Vancouver, just like Vlad, Vlad, uh, Dracul, excuse me. <laughs> and it was just like last year. Same old story, 2-1 to one Vancouver. How many times was a 2-1 to one Vancouver? <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, go away. The good part is, speaking of go away, Pavel Dimitra, who we'd like you to go away, was not in the lineup for this night, but Willie Mitchell was. And, of course, he's always going to be a menace. He was a great... Uh, defense in for the Minnesota Wild. Boy, they could use him. They could use him. They don't really have a true, legit anchor. I mean, Nitty is alright, and so is uh, and so is Greg Zanin and all that. Uh, Nick Schultz are talking about him more on the power play. I haven't really seen the results from him yet. Owen oh, Nolan up to a slightly slower start than last year. But Miku Koivu with his second goal of the year, halfway through the first period, had us a little bit encouraged. 
Brunette and Schultz. So there's Nick Schultz showing up. Brunette has just been a constant. He's having a really, really darn good season, and he's the leading scorer for the Wild overall right now. Off to a wonderful, wonderful start this year, man. You hope it continues. As the guy, if he can play with a partially torn ACL, then you know this guy is going to probably play all the games this year because he looks great. He just, he really does. Second year of a three-year deal. Wonderful. Restein him one more time. He'll be 37 next year when he becomes a free agent at the end of next season. So we'll see how that turns out. But enough of that. Just a side note. As the Wild had us uh, somewhat encouraged, Minnesota only four shots on goal. This was a very Jacques Lemaire-esque kind of game. It really was. Very Jacques Lemaire-like. I continue to bring him up because I, I, I don't know if Todd Richards is getting confused or what's going on. Or the Wild are getting confused, or this is just who they are right now until we have a change of uh, change of players, change of personnel. As Vancouver outshot the Wild 39-18. to 18. I mean, that's just like last year. Nicholas Backstrom had a huge, huge game for the Wild, stopping 37-39 of 39 shots, so very good there. Roberto Luongo, though, I mean, it's, he's almost impossible to score on. Frustration, like always, whenever we play him. Ooh, as the fans like to say every time he makes a big save. Anybody that has a ooh in their name, you gotta the whole crowd's gotta like emphasize it through the roof. So I'm glad I don't have that in my name because it would just kind of you know it it would probably get old after about the 99 millionth time. <laughs> but yeah, as mentioned, the Wild had our hopes up a little bit, but Vancouver just came like crazy at the Wild in that second trade. 17 to four, Vancouver outshooting the Wild. I mean, just dominating us. They're looking like the Detroit Red Wings are really, in a lot of ways, they're looking like the old Vancouver Canucks. They used to score and not really, they weren't really a defensive type of team. But the score would indicate they are. They just got a lot of shots on goal, and I mean a lot. Ryan Kessler getting his third goal of the year, tying the game up, and it's like, oh goody, that was early in the second trade, getting the Vancouver fans off their feet and uh, the arch rivalry between these two teams picking up a bit. A pretty aggressive game overall. The third period was fantastic. It was pretty good hockey, but the Wild just didn't win. They just didn't win. Vancouver outshooting the Wild 12-10. to 10. So, as mentioned, much more competitive. Mikhail Samuelson, though, only about four minutes into the third period with his fourth goal of the year. And all of a sudden now, here we go again. 2-1 to one Vancouver. And <laughs> that was pretty much all she wrote. The few stops Roberto Luongo had to make. He got done in a big way, and that was when you heard a lot of those loos in that third period. As Lou Ongo got the job done. He's about the best goalie in the league. If he isn't the best, he's in the top three. And Backstrom, also an all-star top three type of goalie as well. Just a flat-out goalie duel there. As that's really the main story of why this game was 2-1, to one, is the goalies are just so darn good. And the Wild, as mentioned, 18 shots on goal. That's not so great. No power plays in this game whatsoever. Vancouver 0 of 5, so very good job by the Wild there. And the Wild 0 of 4 on the power play. Vancouver winning the faceoff battle 25 to 24, so basically even. So the Wild played fairly well. They just didn't really get many scoring chances in this game. And when they did, Roberto Luongo was there, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't some, some third-string rookie or something from the, the AHL who just happened to be in the net that night. The Wild could go out and capitalize. That just wasn't going to happen. As that's pretty much the story there. And Vancouver wins. As that's pretty much going to conclude the game reviews. So, oh goody. Wild 0 of 3 there. And 1 and 6 on the season. 
and we play in color or play at home against Colorado tonight at home. Finally, as mentioned, our only our second home game in eight games. So, oh goody. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick break here, and we're going to get into Miku Koivu, Captain Koivu, right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back on Brave the Wild, episode number 26. A reminder for iPod, MP3, Microsoft Zoom users, welcome back to Brave the Wild. Thank you always for joining the show. All right, well, way back in June, Todd Richards mentioned that, hey, this whole, this whole weekly, or excuse me, weekly, monthly, monthly, captaincy for the Minnesota Wild in the entire Jacques Lemaire era was going to finally come to an end. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I believe 24, when I was pretty much whining about, yeah, why do the Wild still not have a captain? What are they doing? But I mean, also, though, I was making fun of Jacques Lemaire, how, hey, this isn't the peewees here where we got to make everybody feel good about themselves. Let's have a monthly captain. Oh, you're the good citizen this, this month. You got the good citizen award. You didn't... You didn't throw spitballs in class or, or write swear words on the chalkboard. You were very good. So now we're going to make you honorary captain for a month. You know, I got sick of that. You know, as mentioned, the rough and tough son of a gun that Jacques Lemaire was in his NHL career, it didn't make sense. It didn't, just didn't make any sense other than maybe the very first season you do that and then eventually come with a, a full-time leader. But he did it for eight flipping years. What the hell? Especially with several guys on this team that really gained an identity that could have been, that were, uh, you know, deserving of a captaincy. Brad Bombardier could have been a full-time captain, especially during that wonderful playoff run. I thought Brad Bombardier was the leader of this team. Him, or uh, at the time, Willie Mitchell, or Andrew Brunette. Those, one of those three should have been the full-time captain around that point, around that period. Later on, as Miko Koivu emerged... Andrew Brunette took off, Millie Mitchell took off, Brunette, of course, back, thank God, but yeah, you know, there was change, and of course, Brad Bombardier injured and just didn't really recover from that. There are other guys in this team that could have possibly been the captain along the way, and eventually, Miko Koivu became that guy over the course of time. I mean, there was there was a period where there really wasn't a, a, a guaranteed guy, but I'm sure Jacques Lemaire could have found one. <laughs> At the very least, he could have found some... Somebody along the way, maybe Brian Ralston. I don't really think he was that guy, but maybe, possibly, down the stretch. But Miko Koivu really became that guy over the course of time, especially about two, three years ago. And the Wild did give him extended extended captaincies. They give him an extra month, you know, two months in a row and stuff like that. So, But then all of a sudden, boom, it's Marion Gabrick's turn, or it's it's... Owen Nolan's turn, or we're going to give it to Andrew Brunette, or we're going to give it to Nick Schultz, or we're going to give it to, you know, who who knows who, you know, and it, and it just got weird. It really did. So, yeah, Todd Richards says that's all over. It's ball game. We're going to have a real captain, and, and let's let's get her going. 
So the whole summer goes by, all of training camp goes by, all of preseason goes by. We suit up for the, uh, and it's like, wait a minute, oh, did I miss it? Was was there an announcement? I, I probably missed it. So let's let's watch the game. I probably missed it because I was real caught up in whatever, you know, I wasn't, that was kind of the time when I was in a little bit of hiatus from this show, and I missed a couple of th- details here and there once in a while. And then all of a sudden, we all they all step out on the ice, and there's three guys wearing the alternate captain sticker. And it's like, what the hell? I've never seen this in my life. This is worse than Jacques Lemaire. What's going on here? <laughs> so there's no captain. <laughs> it was Miko Koivu, Andrew Brunette, and um, um, Schultz, Nikki Schultz, which is, hey, that's cool. Maybe Schultzy and uh, Bruno should be the uh, the alternates for the for the whole year. So that's cool. Just name Koivu the captain and be done with it, right? I'm going to stop screwing around. But then uh, pretty much the whole month goes by. Still no captain. <laughs> kind of funny, really, when you think about it. But then finally, about two, uh, about two days ago, Miko Koivu officially named the full-time permanent captain of the Minnesota Wild. It's over. We're finally done with the monthly thing. And we're finally done with the trial or whatever the heck Todd Richards was doing the last month. I can kind of understand why he would do it because he's, you know, he's new to the the scene and all that stuff. He didn't know these guys very well. But I don't know. Usually after preseason, you'd have a pretty good idea. I mean, that's about, you have about a month of training camp and preseason. Besides, you probably know some of the guys a little bit over the course of the summer. Maybe even a little. But it's finally over. It is finally over. Miko Koivu was the full-time captain. And, of course, it runs in the family. His older brother, Saku Koivu, long-time captain of the Montreal Canadiens. He is now on the Mighty Ducks, which really sucks. <laughs> and, of course, there was a possibility that there could have been a little bit of conflict of interest going on if Saku Koivu came here. It's like, who's the, you know, it's like, it'd be kind of weird being uh, under your younger brother, Miko Koivu, even though I would have thought it shouldn't have been that big a deal. But Saku Koivu must have thought otherwise. Miko may have thought otherwise. They didn't want to have a clash and fight when they're, you know, their brothers. They don't want to get into all that nonsense. So Saku goes off to Anaheim, one of our most hated teams. A team that's kind of a bully to the Minnesota Wild, historically, for some stupid reason, right? <laughs> and uh, the younger brother, Miko, is finally the captain. And he had this comment as I get this from the Star Tribune, courtesy of Michael Russo of the Star in Star Tribune. It's a great honor, said Koivu. I'm proud of it. And in the state of hockey, with all the fans and how people feel about it, that makes it even more special for me. The best way to lead is by example, and that's what I'm trying to do. Play the game the way I'm used to playing, the way I've always played. Koivu is well respected by teammates for that brand of leadership. He was delighted the first time he was named captain a year ago. And that's the sad part. It was the first time he was named captain a year ago? That just doesn't sound right. And his pride in the job showed during the four months he held the position last season. Koivu led the Wild in scoring and helped forge a 39-19-6 record during his captaincy. Which, again, look at that record. Look at that record. The Wild were a 500 team last season, yet there were 12 games over 500 when Koivu was the captain. Well, there you go. What does that tell you? <laughs> It tells you he's the captain of this team. Now, it might have been lucky during a hot period, and everybody likes to talk about that, you know, how plus minuses at times can be overrated. Well, a guy can just be Johnny on the spot when your team goes on a run, so his plus minus explodes. 
or he just happens to be on a super good team. You know, that doesn't mean he sucks because somebody's minus 11 when they're on a really crappy team, <laughs> you know, who can't score worth crap and they get scored on nonstop. But that that's the idea right there. I mean, at the same time, I do think it did matter and does matter. Whenever Miko Koivu has been captain in the past, he's looked pretty darn good as the captain. For some odd reason, Jacques Lemaire took it away from him and gave it to, I don't remember if it was Nolan or Brunette or Schultz. I was a little frustrated and irritated. It's like, just end it. I remember Dan Barrero years ago said, just name a bleeping captain. And I'd say, I agree. I agree. So that's pretty much the story there. Miko Koivu, the best man for the job in everybody's opinion. I even put a poll up and it was 100% for Miko Koivu with the other guys, Schultz, Brunette, and all of them, Nolan. Um... And then the other spot, you know, James Shepard would make a good captain, right? With his whiny attitude. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So I'm very pleased that this is finally over with. Maybe there'll be a little bit more going on now with the Wild. Maybe they'll have an emotional victory tonight against Colorado. And the Wild really need it. As the Colorado Avalanche have been playing better hockey than they did last year. Remember, they finished in last place last season. This year, the Avalanche are back in first place. So as they're starting to get a little bit younger over there. So that's the that's the key tonight. <laughs> Hopefully the Wild can come out with some type of energy and get it done. Get it done. Win at home with your new captain, your your real true captain, Miko Koivo. So that is pretty much gonna wrap things up for the show today. Fine in the end here. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Do call the voicemail line. Mention which show you're calling in. Leave a name. Leave your name and town and make your opinion, comment, whatever. Great to have you on this show as you'll be played on air. Also, message boards. Don't forget to get on the message boards. Talk, interact with me in the podcaster section, Brave the Wild section, or, or wherever, the Minnesota Wild section in the NHL uh, area. So it would be great to have you on there. Also, one final contact is Live at yahoo.com. Live at yahoo.com. And also add the Paladino Live Productions group on Facebook if you'd like. I'd love to have you on that. So that is going to be it for today. Thank you for listening. And I uh, should be back in a week. If not, you know what's happening. I'm stuck with lawn cleanups and the schedule is going to be real busy. And I'll miss a show or two or like a week or two. And uh, by the end of November, things will be back to normal when it comes to doing this show. So until then... We will talk to you later and hope for the wild to step it up a little bit. Bye.